We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oregon football has zeroed in on a pair of five-star recruits here in the 2024 recruiting class, and we've got new analysis and intel to start your week. And we're back like we never left. Oregon fans, what's going on? How we living? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast, your premier podcast for all things Oregon recruiting and Oregon football. I'm your host, Max Torres, publisher and lead editor of Ducks Digest, covering the Oregon Ducks over on Fan Nation, part of the Sports Illustrated Network. It is Monday, August 21st, 2023. Uh, a little bit of a rainy, cold morning here in Long Beach, California with uh, Hurricane Hillary passing through last night. Luckily, didn't get anything too crazy in, in my neck of the woods, but uh, but some some heavy wind and, and uh, some flooding. But we're all doing okay, and I, I know that uh, you know a lot of people out there were more adversely affected by it than I was. So definitely hope everyone's doing all right. But uh, the show goes on. So got a, a new episode of the podcast for you guys today. Thanks so much for tuning in. However you're tuned in, whether you're on your podcasting platform of choice or here on YouTube at Oregon Football Max Torres, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe wherever you're tuned in and share the Ducks Dish podcast. We're coming at you five days a week now. That's the goal. And uh, a little bit later uh, than I wanted to get this one uploaded to start off the week. But uh, like I said, the show goes on and, and we're still here. So High school football more or less resumed slash kicked off throughout the country last Friday, and I found myself in, uh, as usual, I'm in a talent hotbed, so I uh, made my way in Southern California to the Inland Empire to Corona, California for the number one modern-day Monarchs against the number 15 Corona Centennial Huskies. Uh, modern-day won this one 28-14, but it was a cl- lot closer game than I think a lot of people were thinking about, so... I want to talk about kind of some of my thoughts on that game and then get into a couple of recruiting updates, which I know is what you guys came here for. So make sure you stick around for that. So 28-14 final, like I mentioned, um, just to start things off with modern day, I think that a lot of people expected this one to be a blowout, myself included, because I covered this game last year and it was close for maybe half a quarter or a quarter. Um, but modern day looked sloppy. Um, I think just by their standard for sure, the preseason number one team in the country, according to max preps, 
couldn't really get into much of a rhythm early. Uh, Stanford quarterback commit Elijah Brown honestly didn't really look like himself. I've covered, I want to say, a good four or five games now uh, with, with Elijah Brown. And um, he, he was pretty off, you know, overthrowing guys, didn't look super composed, um, not trying to be critical of him. Obviously, he's a great kid, great player, but just isn't what I have gotten used to. And I think part of the reason for that, just for modern day as a whole, not just Brown, um, they weren't able to get a scrimmage before this game. So I think that was part of the reason that they ha still had some kinks to work out and, and ultimately looked sloppy on Friday night. Um, but you know, some of their big-time playmakers definitely still showed up. Uh, Brown was able to settle in later on in the game, connected with Jonah Smith for a long touchdown, connected with Marcus Brown for a touchdown. He kind of worked the, worked his way back to the ball. He's a really underrated receiver uh, at modern day here in the 24 class. I think that their underclassmen are so highly rated and so touted, and people are excited about them that they don't talk about Marcus Brown enough, but he is really, really good. I think he had two or three touchdowns in last year's game. Uh, against Centennial. So he is certainly one to keep an eye on on the West Coast. And then Jordan Davison did his thing, number one back in the 25 class. Nate Frazier didn't see a whole lot of him. New Georgia commit. He was a little bit banged up. Uh, I think he hurt his shoulder early on in that one, but um, the, the Monarchs were able to eventually get going. Their defensive line was harassing Hassan Longstreet all night. New Corona Centennial quarterback, 2025 class who transferred in from Inglewood. Um, Modern Day did surrender over 100 yards on the ground, which is not something that they typically do, given their size at the point of attack. Um, but really not a whole lot of offense going for the Huskies on Friday night. They were able to get some points on the board with a short touchdown run, and then there was a pick six of Elijah Brown towards the end of that game that kind of made it interesting, but they were able to take care of business. So 28-14, uh, modern day comes out on top over Corona Centennial to start off the 2023 season. And uh, it was a fun one. It was just nice to be back under the Friday night lights, be back on the field, smelling that turf, hearing the oohs and ahs and the excitement and, and just talking to people around the Southern California football scene to try to get more plugged in and, and obviously get a better feel for some of the guys that are up and comers. So with all of that said, let's get into our first First update, um, we're going to be talking about Brandon Baker. Brandon Baker is a five-star offensive tackle in the 2024 recruiting class and is a name that a lot of Oregon fans have become familiar with that follow recruiting um, because, you know, the details, if you've heard about Brandon Baker, his older brother, Gary, played for the Ducks uh, during his college years, played defensive line. But now we're wondering what's the latest with Brandon Baker. Uh, like I said, he's a five-star guy, and it's someone that Oregon has really been looking like they're in a great position with throughout his entire recruiting process. But now it might be there might be a little bit of a change of tone here in this recruitment for Brandon Baker. Um, he has. Let's see what update do I want to get into to start things off. How about we talk about visits? Uh, so update on the visit front for Brandon Baker. Uh, hasn't been to Eugene in a little bit, but he does have one trip on the schedule right now. That is an official visit to Lincoln to check out the Nebraska Cornhuskers uh, on September 16th for their home game against Northern Illinois. And that's the only trip uh, on the uh, docket right now on the agenda 
uh, for Brandon Baker, an official visit to Nebraska with Matt Rule talked about how he loves that program and the direction that he has the Cornhuskers going, um, trying to kind of have a bounce back season. And then they've been recruiting very well under Matt Rule. Nebraska has. Um, so I think that they're definitely an interesting team to watch in this recruitment, um, especially because now that I think back to it, there was a little bit of excitement as far as a package deal between Baker and Dylan Rayola, the number one quarterback in the country who eventually committed to Georgia and now moved out to Georgia to play for Buford. Um, he faced off against Michael Van Buren, an Oregon quarterback commit out of Baltimore, Maryland, St. Francis Academy on Friday. They won that one in a shutout, 18 nothing. But as for Baker, uh, Nebraska has some buzz right now, as you would assume, with that official visit coming next month. Uh, but a couple other schools are are still in um, close contention right now as far as kind of who's who's on him the most, who have had the most consistent contact. Uh, you have Nebraska, who I mentioned. And then Baker also told me that he's hearing a lot from Texas, Ohio State, Tennessee, and Oregon. So Oregon is staying involved here, but some other schools have really gotten involved. And those are some some big-time schools. I asked him about Texas. They're a school that I feel like has an awesome shot in this recruitment. Uh, he was saying, quote, I'd say it's definitely one of the schools that I'm heavily looking at at the moment. Coach Steve Sarkeesian, a West Coast guy, they have Coach Flood down there. He was at Alabama. So really just kind of see how they go throughout the season, their first game. Uh, they got a big one. That'll probably be the first test. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website 
are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. So Texas is uh, no stranger to making some big headlines on the recruiting trail. Even looking here recently at the class of 2024, they landed a commitment not too long ago from five-star Duncanville edge rusher Colin Simmons, um, who is ranked on some outlets as the number one edge rusher in the country. So they're definitely surging on the trail uh, on a national scale. Um, Certainly headed to the SEC. I think that's a big part of the appeal for a lot of recruits right now. But Texas is a major player from Brandon Baker. I'm telling you that right now. Uh, I read the quote from him. And then you also have just the, the, the job that they've done at the offensive line position. And there's one guy in particular that I think is making a lot of buzz right now. And that's tackle Kelvin Banks. Kelvin Banks is one of the best offensive linemen in the country heading into the 2023 season. Six foot four, 318 pounds. If you remember him, he's a former Oregon commit out of Humble, Texas, Summer Creek High School, uh, and I think he was a preseason All-American. So I know that Texas isn't necessarily known as an offensive line factory, but Kelvin Banks, he's one of those guys that they are super excited about. And as of right now, it looks like he is um, really, really trending up. So if you're looking at the recruitment of things, I'm telling you, Texas is a contender. They're going to sell um, – uh, the, the development more or less uh, of Kelvin Banks and kind of try to get him to try to get Baker to hopefully follow in the fold of, of Banks. And it's not a, a unique pitch necessarily. I, I told you guys, if you've been reading my stuff, uh, Alik Terry and the Oregon staff are kind of selling Josh Connerly Jr., Oregon's projected starting left tackle, former number one tackle in the 2022 class. They're not only selling his development. Baker told me that he has his eye on Bake on uh, Connerly's development and what they're able to do with him this year under Alik Terry. But that combo of having number one tackles from two different classes on the same line, because that's really what Oregon could potentially be doing here with Josh Connerly Jr. this season. And then if they can land Brandon Baker here in the 24 class out of modern day. And another important update that I got from Brandon Baker on Friday night is what his decision timeline uh, is looking like, Uh, because that's obviously a very huge development and kind of a a point that a lot of people want to talk about um, when you're looking at any respective recruitment. So um, let me see here. Um, what do we have on a commitment date or a commitment timeline for Brandon Baker um, as he starts his senior season? Um, Brandon Baker is a guy I've talked to him a million times. And, you know, since I moved to Southern California and in the spring, it was kind of, okay, more so uh, December National Signing Day, early signing day is kind of what he was looking at. But now it sounds like he might be moving things up. I asked him on Friday and he said, quote, sometime between September and October. That's what it's looking like right now. So with that recent development, I think you probably have an idea that he is going, he is closing in on the decision uh, as of right now. And then he also said that he was looking to slim it down within the next week or so. And it looks like he's probably going to be releasing a top five. So. While I do expect Oregon to make 
that updated top five for Brandon Baker, uh, one of their premier offensive line targets. I don't know if I would say Oregon leads for Brandon Baker right now. I'm not making a prediction elsewhere, and I'm not moving on my prediction just yet, but I'm still in that information gathering phase and trying to get a better feel for this recruitment uh, as Elite Terry navigates his first full recruiting cycle as Oregon's offensive line coach. So like I said, this is the first time that, um, excuse me, like I said, I've, I've interviewed Baker quite a few times and I've always felt good about Oregon's chances, but this is the first interview that I've had with Baker where I feel like I left it thinking that he is trending away from Oregon. Uh, if I had to make a guess right now, I'd probably say Texas or Nebraska, um, but I'd lean more Texas right now. I think he's probably leaning towards Texas is, is kind of where I'm, where I'm putting my pick at the moment. Um, so we'll see what happens as far as a decision date. We'll see what those schools look like uh, when he releases that uh, updated top five, but he might've just told me what it was, Texas, Ohio state, Oregon, Nebraska, Tennessee, also reaching out. Baker also has taken a visit to Florida state. Uh, so that's a little bit of a newer school that has, um, has been a competitor in this recruitment. And then you also have uh, the Georgia Bulldogs who are at one time uh, interested and in, in making making their case there. But they've I feel like they have a pretty full offensive line class from what I can remember. So maybe they won't be um, a major contender uh, as of right now. And, and maybe you wouldn't think that because Baker said he hasn't really been hearing from them. Uh, they weren't one of the ones that are on him super hard. But as for Oregon's chances here. Let's, let's peel it back a little bit. So he hasn't taken an official visit to Oregon. And I think a lot of people see that on the surface and they think, oh man, what's going on? Like, why isn't he taking an official? But it's, it's not off the board. You know, it's not, it's not as if it's for sure not going to happen uh, because I asked about the possibility of taking an official visit to Oregon. And he said, quote, I'm really just kind of playing it by ear. The plan was really kind of have them be the last official, see what I'm feeling throughout the timeline and just go from there. So like I said, I feel like Brandon Baker is trending away from Oregon. And this is one of those reasons why in my mind, um, maybe I'm putting too much weight into it, but if that was going to be the last official visit before he committed, that makes me think Oregon was in the lead, take this last official, you know, iron out all the details or whatever, and then hop on board. But it doesn't seem like that's the case now, especially since this uh, this Nebraska visit is coming up in September and he very well could be committing uh, in September to his school of choice. Um, he still says that he has daily contact with Alik Terry, um, who has been his lead recruiter in this one. Dan Lanning has also been involved. And uh, Baker said, quote, yeah, I'm still uh, pretty still pretty interested in them. I kind of have to see how it goes see how it's looking in the season to possibly go down to some games. So like I said, an official visit to Oregon is not completely off the table for Brandon Baker, but as of right now, it's not looking super likely. Um, it just kind of from my latest thoughts and analysis after that interview, and he's already taken so many unofficial visits to Oregon. You kind of ask yourself, what, what is there to really get out of an official visit, especially if in his mind, some of these other schools uh, are still involved. He's already taken an official visit to um, Ohio State. I know that. I don't know if he's taken an official visit to Texas, uh, but like I said, Texas and Ohio State 
um, are some of those other schools. But Texas and Nebraska, I think, are at the forefront right now for Brandon Baker. And there's one more thought that I kind of have just regarding this recruitment and kind of where Oregon stands and how they've attacked it, what kind of developments that we've seen. I think when you, as a, as a, as a fan, I think you can see, um, if you look at it through a fan's perspective, Oregon's been leading, they've been in the driver's seat. They've had, they've been in a great spot for Brandon Baker for so long. And then now you hear about Texas getting involved, maybe leading Nebraska getting involved. Um, and I think in your head, you automatically think, well, what's the staff doing wrong? Or what are these other schools doing that Oregon isn't doing? And just based on some of the people that I've talked to, um, you know, in Southern California and, and maybe around Eugene, it seems like to me, it seems like he maybe isn't as big of a priority as he has been previously for the Ducks. Uh, Oregon already has a pretty solid offensive line haul right now with Jaquan McRoy out of Alabama, Trent Ferguson, Devin Brooks, two in-state guys. And you also have Fox Crater. Um, so there, there comes a time in some of these recruitments where you just have to kind of reevaluate things and excuse me, and kind of see where you're at, see which guys are really those priority guys, those must get guys. I think Baker has been that uh, for Oregon because of the legacy connection, because he's a West coast guy, because he's a five-star um, but it, it maybe feels like he's not as much of a priority as he has previously been for the Ducks in this recruiting cycle. So this one's not over. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up taking an Oregon official visit uh, at some point um, before this recruitment is wrapped up. But I think the biggest takeaway is that I don't feel like Oregon is the obvious and head and shoulders above the rest leader in this recruitment for Brandon Baker like they have previously. So the two schools that you have to keep an eye on, in my opinion, are Texas and Nebraska. So those are kind of some of my latest notes on the recruitment of five-star Santa Ana, California, modern-day offensive tackle Brandon Baker. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.